know what you're trying to do. I'm trying to free your mind, Neo. But I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. Hey, Brick Joe! You're going nowhere! I got you for three minutes! Three minutes of heat time! So this goes to all my freaks out there! Big Papa Pump is your hookup! This is the Total Package, Lex Luger, and you are listening to the Macho Mecca Podcast. Good evening, my purveyors of the torch of masculinity. Welcome to the Macho Mecca Podcast. Happy New Year to all my amazing listeners. Let's make 2022 a fantastic year, and hopefully the content from this podcast thus far and going into the future as a contributor to that fantastic 2022. Hope everyone has had a good start to the year. I took a week off. I was in Florida. I apologize. Couldn't record down there. And it was a nice getaway. Got to see the Jags finish the season with a win. Hope you're not a Colts fan if you're listening to this. But I make no apologies. It was nice to see us look like a competent football team. Really the best game I've seen us play in over two calendar years. So that was a pleasant surprise. Hopefully a sign of things to come in 2022. But today's episode is going to be going into the dynamics of what some people would refer to as beta male game. And it's something I've touched lightly on in previous episodes, but never fully in detail like we're going to explore today. It's going to be a bit of a deep dive into the psychology, the reasons that go into kind of that nice guy trope, why it's ineffective, but maybe most importantly, why guys actually think it is effective beyond your typical explanation of, well, that guy's just a pussy who doesn't understand women, right? Um, It's a lot deeper than that. So maybe you, the listener, is confused as to why you've been passed over for the conventional asshole and you know you treat her right if you're only given the chance or maybe it's the flip side and a friend of yours like you'll see from the one from one of our mailbag question askers today um you know a friend of yours is maybe dead set on that nice guy mentality even if he's getting zero return from the women that he wants to be with so we're going to jump straight into the mailbag today because we've got quite a bit of backlog after taking two weeks since our last episode. So let's get into it. Our first question today is going to be fitness related. I like to start them off. If you guys send fitness related questions, usually I'll start the show with those. This one comes from Juan in San Antonio on email. Juan asks, where he says, all right, let's settle the debate on the Macho Mecca podcast right now. Is it really an upper body business? 
Is training legs all it's cracked up to be? Or should I focus my attention on the upper body to attract girls and dating because I only have so much time in the week? <laughs> I actually love this question because I'm going to give kind of an un unconventional answer first. The truth people don't want to admit, assuming that is your goal, just you're in the gym exclusively to attract girls. <laughs> uh, the truth is that it is an upper body business. The reason people don't want to admit it is because as a fitness expert, whoever it is you may follow, you know, maybe they're on YouTube, maybe they're on Instagram, fitness Instagram, or maybe it's me, but you're basically committing sacrilege when you say this. Most of those people are about functional fitness, being functional in all aspects, and obviously legs is a pretty significant omission. That's half of your body. But I'm going to answer your question directly like you asked it. Most girls aren't going to tell you this because they don't want a guy. They'll tell you they don't want somebody who's disproportionate or has bird legs, right? But the reality is there are tons of guys with bird legs out there who are jacked in the upper body, who have mastered the art of wearing pants 24-7, 365 days a year. And they may, they're going to fully embody that, you know, the gym body look, that's exactly what they're going for, affords them access to the, at least the, the ticket in the front door for access to the women they may want. So unless you, you're, I don't know who you're looking for, but if you're date, if you're looking to date like a fully fledged, I don't know, fitness chick or a bodybuilder or something, uh, they're probably, they probably are going to notice that you don't train legs even when you're wearing pants. But if not, they probably won't notice. And if you've invested into the upper body, they're gonna be staring at the pythons anyway. You realize then and there that you're no match for the man with the largest arms in the world? So, if you're really pinched for time, which I find hard to believe, and you actually had to sacrifice a body part, sacrificing legs probably isn't the end of the world if your goal is solely to get bigger and to get chicks. And so that's my gym bro douchebag answer. And now here comes my certified personal trainer answer. And that is, dude, just train your legs. At the very least, to stay proportionate. Squatting is one of the most effective total body workouts. There's evidence you get enhanced testosterone, growth hormone secretion when you do it. And you just can't call yourself a self-respecting gym guy if you don't train legs at least once a week. And you're gonna get stronger in all your lifts faster when you have powerful legs. That's just a fact. If you're like 99.9% .9 of people who make the excuse that you made, you could find time if you really wanted to. And if you really commit to a lifting routine, in the long run, you're gonna find that Whatever the reason is you started lifting for, you know, you mentioned it was for the girls. Ultimately, you're going to become obsessed with it because it makes you feel good. And it's going to become like brushing your teeth or drinking water. You can't live without it. And it's something you're going to want to do the rest of your life. So find the time and train your legs because it's just the right thing to do. And look, man, I, I always joke that only guys who claim that leg day is their favorite are the only guys who do that are either power lifters or fat gym bros who look like shit 
<laughs> now, obviously that's not necessarily true, but I'm not going to sit here and blow sunshine up your ass and act like training legs is this joyous occasion that I wouldn't sacrifice for anything because I don't want to anger the gym gods. And honestly, training legs is my least favorite body part of the week. But it's still fun and it's still satisfying when it's over. So you do it because you build a proportional body, a nice ass, and that's going to help you with the ladies as well. So there's nothing that beats crushing arms day or walking around with your traps blowing up on back day. Don't get me wrong. Training legs suck sometimes, but it's worth it in the end. So do it. And there's your two-sided answer one. So you make the call. There's both sides of the coin. I hope I didn't just give you license to skip leg day with the first part of the answer. But I did kind of want to give you the truth. And so I gave you both sides of it. And that is my answer. So I hope that's satisfactory. Feel free to email me any follow-up questions you may have. But let's get into our second question now. And it comes from Daniel in Ogden, Utah. And I actually know Ogden pretty well. I've been there a few times north of Salt Lake City. But uh, Daniel says, Colton, I am about to beat my buddy's ass if I see him pull this nice guy bullshit anymore and blow his chances with a girl he likes. I'm in college and this dude just doesn't get it. I've even had him listen to some of your podcast episodes and he agrees with it, but says it just isn't like him to act the way that I do with women. He's my boy, so I want him to succeed, but maybe you could give a better explanation than me why being a beta male is not the way to fulfill your desires. College is almost over and I don't want him to miss out. Thank you for your help. Well, Daniel, let's not throw hands with your buddy. That's never a good idea, but he's he's falling victim to what, honestly, the majority of men fall victim to. And if you really aren't in that same mentality as him, remember, you are actually in the minority. So congratulations. And thank you for carrying the torch and showing him the podcast. That's always cool to hear when people ask questions and say they've shared it with someone. Even if the listener, as we had a few weeks ago, who, who the person who the podcast was shown to, did not agree with me. That's all welcome as well. But let's crank it up. We're going to get into the main event of today's episode. Michael Buffer, take it away. So proud to present the main event of the evening. Rolo Tomasi refers to what your friend is employing as his sexual strategy as or a nice guy game, basically. But Rolo calls it beta game. And before we really get into it, some people take issue with that term because they confuse the de- the definition of game because they think you know game is something that's highly effective. You know, you've heard someone say, "Oh, he's got game," as as in reference to someone who is good with women. But as I've explained in previous episodes on this podcast, the way we define game is something that everyone has. It's separate from what's effective and what isn't. Game is just the strategy someone uses to solve their reproductive reproductive problem. 
So the pickup artist has game just as the incel simp on OnlyFans paying thousands of dollars to some chick he'll never meet has game as well. Everybody has it. It's just what is your strategy without any credence given to how effective that is. That's the baseline definition of game. So we're going to start from that operating standpoint. So what is nice guy game or beta game? And most people understand the archetypes of the alpha and the beta as it relates to like the animal kingdom. So the alpha males being the ones that show the genetic traits and behavioral tendencies to put them at the top of the reproductive food chain. The beta male is, well, none of these things really. And so he has to come up with alternate methodologies to facilitate his own reproduction under the harsh conditions of alpha competition. And this is true in the animal kingdom and in humans. So beta males have literally evolved methods which are attempts to steal away potential females from the alpha's harem, or in the case of humans, his perceived potential harem. And for those who don't know what a harem is, it's just a collection of females that are sexually available to the alpha. So in humans, with nice guys, betas like your friend focus on assimilating themselves to be more like the women they want to get with. And this theory basically asserts that the beta is going to be recognized as different or apart from the more common alpha males who the women he wants are naturally inclined to prefer. And this is where you get the whole I'm not like the other guys trope that comes from the beta that wants to evoke that ideal in his, in his partner, right? So since his brain recognizes his inability to compete with the alpha, or as you described yourself, it sounds like maybe that's you, he can't compete with you in the physical sense. So he has to utilize basically psychological tactics which essentially involve convincing his love interest that her ideal parental investment is not going to be with the alpha, but actually with him. And it's usually per her vocalized requirements that women often recite when asked what they want in a guy. So, you know, you hear, I want someone who's kind, loving, loyal, brings me flowers, will listen to me, whatever, whatever have you. And he optimizes his compatibility and familiarity with her and the feminine. And remember, this process is constantly being reinforced by the social conventions that are around him every day that he adheres to. So, you know, in a, in a feminine primary society, you're going to be rewarded for upholding that ideal. And somebody who is extra sensitive, extra empathetic, extra emotional, <clears throat> become less so they can become more. These are the types of things you're going to be seemingly rewarded for. And that would make the lucky lady he's after more apt to choose him over the more self-absorbed alpha, right? So... Some of those traits are good things in certain contexts, but the problem is that idea as it relates to sexual dynamics is not the reality. 
the fallacy here is that similarity attracts similarity and it's failing to account for masculine feminine polarity and it's a belief set in something that seems so real and within the beta male's grasp thanks to the conventions of feminism and modern society that would that seem like it would back that methodology and literally as i'm talking about this i'm picturing the scene in indiana jones and the last crusade when the bad guys kind of tricked into drinking from that shiny really beautiful cup which one is it you must choose but choose wisely for as the true grail will bring you life the false grail will take it from you he has no knowledge that jesus was actually a carpenter and so he should be just choosing the simple wooden cup as the Holy Grail. I'm not a historian. I have no idea what it looks like. Which one is it? Let me choose. That dude has no idea the trap he's walking into, just like your friend. Certainly is the cup of the King of Kings. Your friend is the Nazi sympathizer dude who ages in five seconds and explodes into dust in Indiana Jones. He chose poorly. That's your friend. I'm kidding, obviously, but you get the point. So, <clears throat> feminism convinces us that women shouldn't be attracted to that toxically masculine alpha tough guy macho man archetype macho man you know they want somebody who's thoughtful a good listener equal partner so the natural inclination is to just amplify this disparity as the beta male disqualify the alpha as these archaic misogynists hell-bent on they just want sex you know they, they jump from girl to girl no commitment and embody these other more feminine traits so as to solve their reproductive problem. And remember, this isn't just a sexual strategy because it seems like the right thing to do according to social conventions. It's also an ego-preserving mechanism. So subscribing to this thought process protects him from facing the reality that he can't compete with the alpha in the physical sense. So it's protecting him on multiple levels. But all of this stems from the need to reproduce under the stress of competition. That's what it all comes back to. And the longer that feminine identity association goes on for your friend, the more ego invested and internalized that strategy becomes. And this is where you get statements like you mentioned where he says things like, I can never be like that. Because at this point, it's literally an ego investment for him regardless of the lack of results even in the light of real tangible evidence of the contrary he's going to roll forward with this methodology unless he has an awakening due to trauma or some impactful life event it's like back in elementary school when you know maybe you had like a guys versus girls game of tag or whatever and there's always that dude who wants to play on the girl team and he thinks that he's endearing himself to them but really He's just another girlfriend to them in the end. And remember, in the end, also, 
women often actively despise nice guy game. And it might be worth explaining to him if you spent any significant time around women who are somewhat game aware at least, they're gonna allude to some experience with a guy who's you know said and done all the right things, but later they realized he's been this wolf in sheep's clothing who's gonna turn sour the second he doesn't get the sexual exchange he wants for being nice. So this is actually an extremely useful trope for women because it absolves her of her responsibility for rejecting the beta guy who she knows she isn't attracted to from the beginning. It doesn't actually have anything to do with his, like his ultimate reveal of frustration when he doesn't get what he wants. The reality is if she's being honest, he never stood a chance to begin with. That was inconsequential to what the outcome was gonna be anyway. And why? Because beta game and nice guy game is inherently unattractive to behavior, to, to women. That behavior is unattractive to women, excuse me. And in the end, that logic of, well, he's just being nice so he can have sex with me, that's not only disqualifying of the nice guy who may actually have genuinely good intentions, all it does, it, act, it actually turns him into cannon fodder for her ego which in the end is really all he's good for to begin with, sadly. This is, I mean, this is a tragic reality for guys who employ this strategy. You know, she's just gassed up by his intentions to get with her, and he's torn to pieces when he realizes he never had a chance to begin with. All gain for her, all loss for him. So like I said, it's probably worth mentioning that all your friends seems like genuine efforts to identify with the feminine that's his strategy to uphold that nice guy behavior you know he invests investing in chivalry and sensitivity and emotional availability in the end that's just gonna most of the time be rewarded with immediate suspicion of being less than genuine and that's that's a brutal spot to be in so i hope that explains the rationality behind beta male game and why your friend may behave the way that he does. I mean, you can't necessarily blame the guy because honestly, this is what most men do. And so I guess my recommendation would be have him listen to this episode so he can understand where these strategies come from, you know, like the, the real roots of it all and why they're objectively not effective because the good news is, at least for men, we lead with reason before emotion. And although this is going to maybe be an emotional shot to his ego, ultimately the logic, if you internalize it, is undeniable. It's going to foster some semblance of change that's going to yield him better results. You know, you guys are in college, so you're young. There's plenty of time to, to turn this ship around. So I hope this helps your buddy out and you guys don't have to fight each other the next time he blows it with a girl because of this, this nice guy behavior. But I get it, man. I mean, we've all been there. We want our friends to succeed, but you got to have some empathy for the guy too. You know, he's only acting how he believes is genuinely the best way to solve his reproductive problem based on conventional feminism and the society he's surrounded with. So... Who could really blame him for that? 
even as flawed as the logic may be, it actually makes sense if you believe the things you're told, which is why in almost all cases, you should not take dating advice from a woman because it's gonna be nice guy behavior advice and we know that's not effective. But as a guy, you are just expected to know. You know, it's on you to just figure this out as you're, you know, going after whatever girl it is that you like, she's not gonna lay this blueprint out for you. In fact, she will probably lay out what she wants as nice guy stuff, and then when you follow that to a T, it's gonna blow up in your face and you're gonna wonder why. But you are expected to know this because nothing is scarier to a woman than some beta guy disguised as an alpha, someone who's gonna put up a front that he understands this only to revert to being this beta guy and these unattractive behaviors down the line after she's invested in that relationship. That's the ultimate fear. But that's why this podcast exists, to educate the masses and the fellas out there who may not fully understand the dynamics of masculine feminine polarity and why our differences have to be understood in order to optimize solving that reproductive problem. And so that's really it for today, guys. I think with that, we're gonna wrap this thing up. We're gonna put a bow on it. So Daniel, best of luck to you and to your friend with the rest of college up in Ogden. And if you listen to this, if you haven't listened to this, I hope that it sinks in. It may not. Like I said, it may take some other trauma or significant life event to kind of wake him up, but eventually you gotta hope that he will and the lack of results will maybe drive him in that direction a little bit faster. But especially if he's surrounded by guys like you who seem to be succeeding with alternate strategies, but he thinks that that's just not him. But the reality is that's not true and he needs to alter his approach so that he gets those results as well. So best of luck to you guys. Thanks to everyone out there for listening as always. And with that being said, this is Colton Macho Mecca signing off. Catch you next week.